0: Hello and welcome to Stu on This. I'm Stu Bittman. This week's episode is called The Masks We All Wear. Had the opportunity recently, with time on my hands, to listen to a bunch of my early podcasts and my gosh it was creepy. Uh, they were all a bit of a premonition for what's going on now. I talked a lot about life being a surprise party and not being able to know what's going to happen next. And that's why it's so important to work on finding our hearts so we can do that and hold compassion no matter what happens, etc., etc. I even had one that was titled, Put Your Own Mask On First. Well, little was I to know. And masks, of course, have become the latest thing that we have chosen to use to separate from each other and judge each other and label each other and maybe even hate each other a bit. And I am not excluding myself. I am working hard to do exactly what I've been talking about in 30 podcast episodes so far. This separation thing, this uh, labeling, this judging, and being judged doesn't feel good to me, certainly. And I just want to remind myself and everybody that, once again, to paraphrase, paraphrase Martin Luther King, we may be sailing through this pandemic on different ships, but we uh, eventually will be all in the same boat. And we already are in the same boat. And it's going to be tough to sail together in a, any kind of love boat unless we can find a bit more to um, stake common ground, to find common ground. So I propose a couple of things. Okay, number one, we all have opinions. <laughs> we are just like each other in that. And the other one is we all wear masks. We all wear some sort of masks to cover up our true selves We wear masks to cover up our true self to the world, Uh, you know, the the roles we play in life, the the personality traits, you know, even things like my beard is a bit of a mask. Because for one thing, people have a certain opinion or judgment based on seeing my beard. That may or may not be true. We also hold up masks to ourself because it's hard to um, hold our bigness. It's hard to hold our spirit. It's hard to hold our oneness. It's hard to hold our beauty. And so, you know, we get stuck uh, on things like perfectionism and shooting on ourselves. These are masks. These are masks that keep us from not only seeing our highest self, but expressing our highest self. You know, we all wear masks on Halloween. That's another one. <laughs> It's another one we have in common. And I don't know if you knew this, but originally Halloween, uh, or when it was a Celtic festival, it it was because they believed that the disembodied spirits of people who died that year would come back to search for bodies to possess. So the people disguised themselves with masks and costumes and marched around town trying to ward off the spirits. Well, I think we wear masks every day of our life for kind of the same reason, to ward off the spirits, to, to, because we have a bit of fear of showing ourselves our infinite bigness, our infinite beauty, our infinite love to, again, both to ourselves and to the world. And uh, sadly to me, our opinions have now become one of these masks. Our opinions are stopping us from seeing each other's beauty and a lot of times stopping us from seeing our own. You know, of course we're going to have opinions. We all have opinions because we all live under a brain. And our opinions uh, are just what our brains do. (laughs) The problem is when we think our opinion is the only one that's right, the only one that's loving, the only one that's rational, the only one that cares about other people, you know... Because the next step is, obviously, to judge those with different opinions as being stupid or uncaring or unable to uh, interpret simple science or or any of these labels and stuff we're throwing at each other. And you know that as soon as we start doing that, as soon as we start throwing labels at each other it's obvious that we're withholding love from ourselves, and we're blocking the full expression of love that we are. So that mask, again, it works both ways. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I don't enjoy being labeled based on my opinion because, you know, right now my opinion uh, makes it easy for people to tag labels on me that I don't really like or even agree with remotely. I think I'm a pretty loving person. I think I'm a pretty intelligent person. You now, when we're all back in the same boat, or at least when we remember we're all back in the same boat, I think it'll be important to remember that the the biggest problem with labeling each other is that the instant we do that, we stop learning about each other. We stop even caring about learning each, about each other. Our opinions are simply opinions. And I looked up the word, as I tend to do, and this is what I found. I find this really interesting. This is what I found in the online etymology dictionary about the roots of the word opinion. Okay, so the word's been around since the early 14th century in English, and it originally meant a judgment formed or a conclusion reached, especially one based on evidence that does not produce knowledge or certainty. <laughs> and it comes from the Latin word which meant conjecture, belief, what one thinks. And the original root of the word meant to choose. And that's where we get the word option or to opt. And the online dictionary goes on to say the word always has tended toward, quotes, a judgment or view regarded as influenced more by sentiment or feeling than reason. Huh, maybe that's why we're so attached to them. So so that really clearly, to me anyway, points out that our opinions are choices based on many factors, the same factors we base most of our choices on. Our history, our perspective, our worldview, our belief system, our influences, the input we're exposed to, etc., etc., etc. And though we tend to think ours is the only one <laughs> that indicates we care about the world or people, it ain't necessarily so and it's just logical there's so many opinions flying around right now because opinions emerge in the face of uncertainty so naturally in this time of uncertainty we're gonna have more opinions but but that can be okay that can be okay if we're actually willing to listen i have a feeling none of us has the whole truth and nothing but the truth Uh, But, you know, part of the problem is we're all, and another thing we have in common, we're all a bit attached to being right. And that makes it even hard to remember that we may not have the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs from my book. I'm so excited. Even though it's a 15-year-old book called Between Heaven and a Hard Place, I wrote, who cares whether he or she is right? Everyone, unfortunately. It's perhaps the the single greatest illusion in our society, the one that makes for more hatred and judgment and separation than anything else. I'm right, and you're Catholic, and you're black, and you're gay, and you're Republican, and you're stupid, and you're exactly like me. (laughs) My truth is only a facet of the truth, just as my divine essence is like a cupful of the ocean of love. So my cup of truth is no different or more right than yours. We just need to click our cups together as we toast to the idea that somewhere in all these cups is the truth. We might examine these other cups without too much attachment to our own and see which pieces of the truth are contained therein. My hope is that when we remember we're all in the same boat, we also remember that we we can only get to the truth that works best for all of us when we consider that all of us are valuable and all our our opinions matter. I know that's really hard right now. But I have a feeling uncertain times may continue. And I'm going to work hard to see beyond the mask of your opinion. And I hope you'll do the same with mine. Stew on that.